Hello, and welcome to FiverrCast, the official Fiverr podcast for sellers by sellers. My name is Red, aka Red Horrocks. And I'm Adam, also known as Twisted Web 123 Today, we're joined by a very special guest, Gisela, one of the Fiverr editors. Welcome to the show, Gisela. Thank you. Hello, Adam. Hello, Red. Hi, Gisela. Well, thank you so much for being here. We'd love to hear a little bit about who you are, what you do at Fiverr, how long you've been doing it. So tell us a little bit more about you. I joined Fiverr two and a half years ago. So I've been with the editorial team for like ever since I joined Fiverr. And I have a lot of uh, stuff to share with you guys. So I'm really pumped about it. Well, we are so glad that you're joining us today because we're going to talk about one of the things that we get asked probably more than almost any other question when people are asking us questions about Fiverr and about how to be a seller on Fiverr. One of the most popular questions we get is how do you become a top rated seller? What are the editors looking for? What can you do to be on the right track for TRS status? So we're going to talk about that. But one of the first things that I want to ask about um, Gisela is, can you tell us a little bit more about the editorial team on Fiverr and what they do and kind of what, how, how big the team is and what are your main responsibilities in your job? So basically, we have like a mission and a vision. Our vision is to create an inspiring and engaging, high quality and trendy site. Uh, make sure that the site look and feel, you know, it's uh, good enough and of good quality uh, through the curated content. And our mission is to moderate and curate our site content and to be able to elevate the highest quality of sellers and gigs and, you know, and support content-related initiatives to show the diversity of Fiverr services and all the possibilities of, you know, that Fiverr has to offer. So that's, that's a really interesting thing I didn't consider before, but inside the editorial team, you're kind of, you're given your own individual categories on Fiverr that is your sole responsibility to kind of focus on. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think that, you know, each category, you know, deserves uh, its own, you know, its own focus and as I'm going to share with you along this conversation, also, you know, there are tips that are specific for each category. It doesn't mean that if you follow, you know, something, you know, it's good for every single category. So, Gisela, I imagine that, um, that you get really, really familiar with people within your category if there's certain categories that you guys are each responsible for. So is it one of those things where you kind of, you're very aware of all of the different sellers and you kind of have a level of familiarity with them or is it kind of too big to have all that oh. information um no we do that's why you know we we kind of divided the categories among us so that we could give you know each category the dedication and focus that uh that each you know each category deserves so we get very acquainted and, you know, we get in touch with the, with the sellers and uh, we get very acquainted with like the content itself and with their sellers. So when you're looking through your, the category that you're assigned to, what's the first kind of thing that, you, you know, will make a gig stand out to you? Well, um, I'll tell you what, within, within writing and translation, for example, it doesn't make sense uh, to me as an editor. Uh, to, for a seller to offer, uh, let's say, a creative writing gig 
and have a poor description. For me, that's a big no-no, you know. And also, on the other hand, you're not supposed to, you know, write your whole life story and not really focus on what the service is about, which happens. You know, you have both both extremes. You know, you have like the seller that one just will write a line for what would he be willing to sell for $5. And then you have on the other side um, a seller writing his life story, uh, but in the end not really being specific about what the service is about. You know, straight to the point, um, a good description uh, that will make a, a good gig, specifically in writing and translation. And of course, you know, pay attention to the grammar. And I know it sounds like, of course, I will pay attention to the grammar, but, um, you know, like if you're going to offer a service, just make sure that you put your whole heart and attention to it. So in the same way, then, when you're looking at, say, the logo design category, um, showing poor examples or quickly rushed examples inside your gig images isn't going to kind of put you in a very good stead. It's important to take the time to kind of curate your gig to be as, it, as good as it can do. And then that's something that is kind of appreciated by the editorial team. Well, I will tell you even more. Uh, when it comes to the graphic and designs category, um, it's not only about, you know, just like choose whatever image you have handy and just like stick it in there. Uh, open your deliveries. Like if you're able to, you know, open the work that you've done, use the three images and and show what you've done. Of course, like, you know, if you can't, because you know the buyer asks you not to uh, not to display it and everything. That's fine. But like, if you you can open your portfolio, do it, do it. People want to see more than three images. People like to you know like to see what you've done, and it's also good for us you know to see what kind of other works you know you you are into. Maybe we can pick up on a trend. Um, a lot of things can come out from like a from like a good uh, and nice presented portfolio yeah i mean for me specifically the one of the things i would say one of the mistakes i notice most when it comes to the kind of graphic and design section is when people kind of set up their gig for the first time they may not have any previous work to put on so they go ahead and decide to create you know a couple of logos to kind of show what they can do but they they do two things which is they may kind of rush the logos to put them on quickly to get the gig up as soon as possible or they do something which is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, which is where they try to recreate the Fiverr logo to show their design work, which I think is a very, very difficult thing to do because the Fiverr brand is massive now. So trying to recreate the logo is never going to kind of reflect well on you. So I think where you're saying it's important, you know, to kind of put the time and the effort into kind of molding your gig before taking it live is only going to be beneficial to you not only for the sales, but in the way the editorial team will kind of, it'll pop out to them. Exactly. Especially if you're a new seller, because the competition will only grow. So if you put the, you know, the extra effort in, in portraying, maybe you have only one gig to offer, let's say in logo design, you're very good at designing logos. So you're like, okay, I'm going to just don't rush into it, put the time and effort and, you know, don't, don't copy paste descriptions from other you from other sellers. Be as transparent um, as you can be, um, and uh, just also write a description about yourself. Uh, just don't leave it don't leave it empty out. That's what I'm saying. Like be as trans 
as as most transparent as you can be. Um, and and yes, put the extra effort. If you don't have a single logo, then just go ahead and design three logos. And it will it will only you know it will only pay off in the end. And it also shows that you're serious about it. You can really tell when a seller is, you know, it's like serious or like he just put up a gig to see how it would go. And if you, you know, make a good impression from the beginning, then it will it will take you far in the end. So say that you are you're hanging out in your category and you come across a gig that um, has some of the problems that you, you spoke about. Maybe it's not very well written, things like that. Um, what kind of action would you then take on that gig? We try to help, you know, sellers uh, directly, but we also have, you know, we also have got the, the academy and the tips and we can tell the sellers who do deserve um, our attention and our help from the sellers that are, you know, might have even duplicate gigs or like clones or so it, you know, when you, when you look at content all day, when you, when we're looking like at gigs all day, it's very easy to pick up on who is serious and who's not um, about their business. I think that's a really important thing to say because in the same way as the editorial team, buyers are often looking at categories and gigs a lot as well. And they, you know, they kind of have the, the trend of picking up what's a serious seller and what isn't a serious seller. So I think, I think it's important that when you're deciding to sell on Fiverr, you need to kind of follow the best practices to both, you know, be promoted on Fiverr as a seller, but also to help gain with your sales as well from that, which kind of go hand in hand. Exactly. And even let's say that it's not, I'm going to give another example, um, that it's not graphics and design. Uh, having, you know, uh, a good, uh, a high quality original image is very important. Um, it's very important as well. I mean, what can Im- what image you can upload in you know programming and tech? Just I- upload a, an image of yourself uh, at your you know at your workstation or just a picture of your you know of your workstation itself. Um, things like that. Uh, people like to see that. And again, again, it, it goes back to being transparent with the buyer. It's already you know a digital marketplace, so there's. You know, there's a limit to how much transparent you can be, and people don't. You know, they're just putting your their trust, their money. The more transparent you're with them, um, the better. So, when we're talking about best practices as a seller, um, you know, we've kind of covered it's important to kind of have the right kind of story, if you like, inside your description, and it's important not to duplicate gigs and content, whether that's from other sellers or even on your own profile, and it's important to try and use unique images. Are there any kind of other best practices that you look for or that you advise? Yes, um, I will give examples because I think that like through examples uh, across categories, people can identify because I, you know, they can find it more relevant. Not everybody is in the, you know, graphic designs category or programming and tech. Um, What about music? You know, it's if you show yourself performing rather than, you know, having like a, a still image and Again, use the three images and use the video. The video helps a lot. Maybe you don't have a camera, but like, again, putting the extra effort shows that, you know, 
that that you're serious about it. Um, if you offer video services, then you definitely have to show your skills through the video. You know, you can offer uh, your music samples. If you do web programming, uh, you gotta be specific. You know, um, don't don't say that you don't say the skill that you do. Say specifically the service that you're offering. It's not like other you know other platforms that you have to say in what you're skilled, you have to say which service you're offering. People want to, uh, they look at your gig and they're like, okay, what this guy is offering me for $5 and up, or if it's in a different category that you might offer it for, um, for a higher price. Um, and it's very important to use the packages. You get the services like really like clear cut what you're offering for each price. And that makes it much easier than having everything in a bulky list of like, okay, if you do this, uh, if you order this and this, I will charge you so and so on. So it, it really helps. It really helps to see specifically what are you offering and for what price. So when you're thinking about uh, making someone a new top rated seller, can you Tell us a little bit about how the top-rated seller program works from your perspective and what the whole, um, what are the benefits of it? Like, how does that work? Being a top-rated seller, um, you know, it doesn't involve one specific thing. Um, you might have, you know, uh, let's say seven gigs and then you decided that you want to try a new category and you go for for a for a specific category and then you might not have you know uh many customers coming in in that new category being a top rated seller it's in both all your batch shows across ev across every single category so you're supposed to relate to every gig you open as if it would be you know your top gig so we look that the seller doesn't have any major warnings, that, there's a, that they have a high rating, impressive sales record, uh, that the seller has no duplicate or two similar gigs, no clones. If it's in graphics and design, definitely share your portfolio. It's not, it's not going to be a, a deal breaker, but um, we'll definitely, you know, reach if it's if it's worth it. Then of course we're gonna reach out and be like, hey, open your. You should definitely open your uh, your portfolio, or you should change your profile picture, uh, or add the description. Talk a little bit about yourself. Uh, but then are smaller things like have an articulate description and the title, the quality gig image. Uh, definitely it must be an original image and um, the rating and the cancellation rate for sure. I just, I just want to come back to the bit where you said about having, you know, duplicate gigs and a lot of gigs listed on your profile and where when you're a top rated seller, um, <clears throat> obviously you are then a top rated seller for whatever gig you set up. And I think uh, it's important to mention that when I go through the site and I look at a lot of different top rated sellers, Although we have, you know, um, twenty odd spaces available to to create gigs, I notice that most of the time, top rated sellers are actually some of the few who have the less gigs available. Because uh, myself personally, I've kind of I've grown into the mold of I know what I can offer and I know what I can do well, and I kind of I I only think at the moment I have maybe four or five gigs active, 
And I think that's a, a great thing to highlight that if you look at other top rated sellers, usually I don't see many top rated sellers with 20 plus gigs because they're kind of focusing on making sure they can give the best possible service inside the ones that they've kind of condensed down and listed. Right. But there's also like, you know, the inverted, there's the inverted situation where there are like you, a seller would open one gig and try to stuff as many services as, as he can in the same gig. If you can offer more than that, then just like open a different gig, open as a new seller, you can open up to seven gigs. And I think that for, for, for begin, you know, for, for a beginner that think that that's enough. Um, like you said, you know, until you know, you get comfortable in like what you, you that you know what you can offer and, uh, and seeing what categories, you know, you, you, you're better at what categories, you know, you might find a little bit more challenging. Um, so, you know, the, the possibilities are, are endless indeed. I think I think buyers kind of go through uh, through a natural progression where when they sign up, you know, um, I mean, I always personally kind of recommend put a few gigs up, see which ones work for you, see which ones are popular, etc. And then over time, as they kind of level up and get higher, you know, kind of get to level two, they kind of exactly. where they may have had a lot of gigs before. It's now kind of condensed down when they've figured out what's worked for them. Because, I mean, from my point of view, I think. It looks great when you look at a seller's profile and all of the gigs have, you know, quite nice numbers, but it, it would look poor if I saw one gig, you know, like a thousand feedback and then 10 gigs with no sales. Exactly. You know, start, start opening one gig, see what's the reaction. Then, you know, try to go little by little. You might as well, you know, open maybe five gigs and then your work might it might be excellent and then you get pushed to homepage and and then you get, you cannot you won't be able to handle all those um all those orders so that's also you know and then you get the cancellation rate and uh, so you it's you know like getting a little bit you know in in cold water you know little by little um until you you know you see what what's more comfortable for you and what you can really offer so talking about being pushed to the homepage, um, obviously, as well as there being a top rated status to kind of have more gigs and have more exposure, um, what kind of criteria does it take or what do editors look for when they're looking to feature a gig? Um, when we're looking to feature a gig, it's kind of, it's kind of the same, but uh, what it goes for like a TRS, of course, like if the, per if the seller already has a featured gig, um, we cannot make a different gig featured. So um, we're looking up for like a unique and special service and something that delivers quality and also the quality of service. So it's very similar to, to becoming a TRS, um, but the featured gig sets an example for the category. Okay, so it's kind of like um, where, let's say a non-TRS has a featured gig. That gig itself, you know, it highlights very well, it sets for the category. 
But could you kind of say that the profile overall may not be TRS ready yet, but this specific gig deserves to be featured. So we've got that kind of in between where you can feature specific gigs as opposed to just TRSing the whole profile. Exactly, exactly. With TRS, you know, like I said, the badge goes across all categories. So um, it's it's not it's not just like that. Oh, I made such and such sales, or I made maybe you are a great seller and you have great numbers, but your but the customers are not happy with the way that they were treated, or a lot of can, the cancellation rate is very high. So there there are a lot of factors involving uh, becoming a TRS, and I just you know want to make clear that um, even though we're having this conversation. Um, it should be clear that it's not, even if you follow everything that we're talking about right now, it doesn't mean that automatically you will become a TRS, but it will definitely help you get under the editorial eye. So when it comes to being a TRS, then there's kind of, there's no set limit that you have where you say, you know, we've got a thousand TRS right now. We can't add any more until kind of some leave. No, 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 no. Okay, because I, I go to a few pubs where they have a board and you can only get on the board when a member leaves. So <laughs> it's nice to know that there isn't kind of like a set number with TRS and it's all kind of based on the, the literal sellers. Yes. So how often do you guys make someone a top-rated seller? How many new people are coming into that pool, um, say, every week or every month? I cannot, I cannot really tell you because it really, it really depends. You know, it's not that we need to fill up a pool of people or it's like, okay, guys, now we need like five TRSs for now. It doesn't really work like that. Um, we go through, you know, we go through uh, uh, sellers that we already know that you know, might be in the position of becoming a, a TRS. And then according to that, we based, we base our decisions according to to that. You know, it's 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 a long uh, it's a long process of like you know. So we getting to know the seller, like what he their works, the deliveries. So I imagine customer support probably get asked quite a lot of times. Um, you know, can I be made a top rated seller, or and um, what can I do to be made a top rated seller, and other things along these lines. Now, if a user actually messages customer support. Is there like feedback given to them in what they can do to be made a top rated seller? Or is that just one of those scenarios where it's a case of keep on doing what you're doing and there may be a time when you come into the editorial's kind of focus of um, being able to be made a top rated seller? Well, um, there was a time, um, I would even say like almost two years, uh, that yes, like people, you know, would like write a message to uh, to customer support and be like, uh, "Would you consider me for becoming a TRS?" And like, the numbers were, you know, pretty pretty low in terms of the the amount of people that were asking to to be a TRS. But as the marketplace grew and and everything, um, then we just stopped taking. Uh, taking those kind of requests because it was becoming like a back and forth. We decided that we're no longer taking those requests. So the kind of the takeaway from the user there who, who wishes to kind of message customer support is that you don't necessarily need to because you are being monitored by the editorial team. The editorial team are aware of your profile 
and if at a stage you are to become a TRS, you'll be made a TRS. So I want to I want to ask. Uh, it's kind of two questions in one, but um, the first kind of part of it is when it comes to featured gigs, is there a time limit on how long a gig can be featured for? And when it comes to top rated seller status, can you lose that? Okay, you can also. Okay, regarding the feature, you can also lose your feature batch. Um, but it's not that there, it's a time limit that, okay, once you're featured, if you keep, um, if you keep your, you know, your scores and your rating and your, your quality and your service, uh, then you, you can stay featured forever. Uh, once, you know, if, if there's like a featured gig that it's already not, not reaching, uh, the levels and the ratings, then yes, you will lose your badge, and the same goes uh, with the TRS. So I, I've I've seen um, previously where when some sellers will discuss it, and they kind of there's a kind of thought process that sometimes when a seller is made a TRS, they kind of like they're set. That's it. They they're a top rated seller. They can now go on and kind of do what they want with that. What kind of things can affect that status? What can see that status be removed? Uh, if you have, if you have, well, your cancellation, your cancellation rate and your rating affect that a lot. You might just automatically drop the badge and it's exactly the opposite. Once you're a TRS, it's not that you're set. It means that you need to keep on working to keep that badge. So Gisela, one of the things that I know you also get to look at as a member of the editorial team is things like... Um, popular trends and what's changing and shifting in the marketplace right now. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that and how new sellers can get onto a new trend and increase their their reach and what they're doing? Definitely. Um, of course, like, you know, you have like the trends that are going on within the marketplace. Um, usually you will notice them because we will either make, uh, we'll make an editorial package out of it and we'll will present it on the homepage or even like the 101 rule of sales, just like uh, get on top of the trends that are going on globally. For example, like if it's Christmas, just be creative and create like a Christmassy gig or for example, it was Valentine's day. Just do something about it because it will definitely get you, get you sales and we always appreciate new and fresh content when it comes to the holidays. Um, but yes, being on top of the trends that are going within the marketplace, um, it's very important. So it's one of those things where um, it must be really great for you when you start suddenly seeing a whole bunch of fresh content that's exciting and interesting. And it's like, it's good for people to kind of ride that wave. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Of course, always, you know. Keeping, keeping yourself original and not copy other people's work. That's not, that's not nice. But uh, definitely they should be on top of the trends within the marketplace and outside. So to kind of give an example then, because it's actually something I thought about last year and I really wished that I was a good kind of caricature or illustrator, whereas I'm more based on graphics and logos. But um I thought about last year when the Star Wars film came out and what a good opportunity that was being such a massive global release. If someone were to set up a gig offering, you know, to draw people as kind of Star Wars characters, 
Now, if something like that came up at that time, it got a few feedback, it, it caught your attention, etc. That was very on trend at that point and very popular. That kind of service could see itself almost like, you know, fast track to potentially being featured and put on the front page because it's it kind of works so well with what's going on at the moment. Yes, yes, that's a that's a very good example. That's a very good example of that. Definitely. And you know, we're also always like calling for for new content. We're always um you know, making different projects and um also the marketing department makes really cool projects. For example, what they did with the uh with the ugly sweater for Christmas. Um stuff like that. Just, you know, participate, uh, be involved with the community. It can only help you uh, reach out. Experienced sellers have great tips to share. I imagine that's one of the benefits as well of splitting up the categories between the editorial team is that because you get to know the categories so well, you probably also know what kind of global trends outside of the marketplace you know, have the potential to come over to Fiverr and then, you know, if you start seeing people set up those kind of gigs, you instantly think, okay, this is going to be good. We need to kind of, you know, maybe feature this or kind of work on this one. Yes, it definitely, it definitely helps. Well, that's about all we have time for this week. So thank you so much to Gisela for joining us and giving us such great information and all these wonderful tips. Our jingle was made by Ryan, Custom Drum Loops, and we were edited today by Doncha. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Fibercast.